Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7, episode 483. Today, George Lucas, William Shatner, and a missive from the New York Times. All will be explained in a moment. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and we've got three fun little things to share with you for your Friday podcast pleasure. At least that's assuming you're listening to this on the day it's released, October 30th, (laughs) and if not, then hopefully it gives you a little joy whenever you get to it. But the first thing comes from this thing that Vanity Fair called the New Establishment Summit, and boy oh boy is Disney playing nice with Vanity Fair. They're giving a lot of opportunities and putting J.J. Abrams in front of their audience uh, uh, quite a lot, I would say, you know, aside from, of course, the the big feature story back in June and then the long interview that we exerted, uh, uh, was it last month, I believe, um, that had him and Jonathan Ivey being interviewed by Brian Grazer. That was a Vanity Fair event, too. But now we've got this new establishment summit. Sounds very hoity-toity. And there they recorded a bunch of people on video asking J.J. Abrams questions, and J.J. had an iPad with video playback of the people asking him the questions and him either answering or not answering comically. Well, wouldn't you know it, Vanity Fair somehow wrangled up George Lucas to ask J.J. Abrams a question, and this was it. J.J., what happened to Darth Vader's grandchildren? Oh, George, this is great. Uh, You tell me, man. You made all this up. (laughs) Good answer. Oh, man. All right, so Entertainment Weekly posted about this and seemed to think that George Lucas had no idea what was going on, and I think they've totally misread it, quite honestly. I think George was in on the joke on this one. But anyway, we've got the whole video embedded in the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com for you to check out all the other questions that are uh, thrown at him. Some of them are rather silly. Some of them from very prominent uh, folks like uh, founder of Instagram and uh, Katie Couric and TJ Miller, who has done a ton of comedic roles in all sorts of crazy action movies and whatnot. So anyway, enjoy that, if you will. Secondly, oh boy, William Shatner. First of all, there's nothing like William Shatner on God's green earth. And I appreciate the heck out of him for having some incredible line readings. And of course, the classic ones from Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. But that being said, he seems to have decided to fire shots across the bow of Force Awakens fans. And we've got a story linked for his most recent shots, including how he equated Poe Dameron's flight suit to the flight suit of a character from Space 1999, of all things, and also compared Captain Phasma's armor to the armor of the Cylons from the original Battlestar Galactica way back when. Now, personally, 
I, mean, I don't know. I guess he's just trolling people just because he can and get a rise out of him. But this is coming from the guy who directed and wrote the story for Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, which I will remind everyone is the worst reviewed of all 12 Star Trek movies on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, even worse than the original Star Trek The Motion Picture. And that was almost as tough to watch as 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> so personally, I'm not going to get too riled up by anything William Shatner has to say, but oh, for the heck of it, we've got the uh, the blog post from The Guardian that has a bunch of his uh, trolling tweets compiled together in one place for you to check out. And the last thing I wanted to share with you today is an article in the New York Times by Manola Dargis, if that's how you pronounce it. I've never known how to pronounce it. She was actually a film editor at LA Weekly, and I remember reading her stuff way back when, when I used to live in Los Angeles. She's now a chief film critic for the New York Times, and there was a an article she wrote entitled, Star Wars Doesn't Belong to George Lucas, It Belongs to the Fans, and it talks about a lot of different things, not just the concept of Star Wars belonging more to the fans than it does to the actual corporate entities that produced it. But I found it really interesting to come across because I I realized that that's exactly the sentiment that I had expressed back in episode one of the podcast. Yes, the very first episode of Star Wars 7x7. Well, actually, I guess technically not the very first because we had an episode zero. That was sort of an Origins one. But uh, for the first numbered episode, that was one of the things that I had insisted in the Force feature, which was basically about Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope itself. But it expanded upon it, and this is what I'd said at the time. So Star Wars stands alone. You and I as fans have made Star Wars the enduring phenomenon that it is. This is the secret that George Lucas never understood. Star Wars belongs to us now. That's why people get all up in arms about the changes he makes. He's not messing with a film project anymore. He's messing with us, with our memories and our souls. When you create something so resonant, it creates a new kind of public trust. You and I own the Star Wars experience, and you and I get to celebrate that experience together seven minutes a day, seven days a week, right here on Star Wars 7x7. And that was done a year and almost a half ago, and still rings true for me today, and I'd love to hear how true it rings for you. Chime in at the comments for the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. All right, here's your last trivia warm-up before the weekly challenge. Dangerous and disturbing this puzzle is. Last time we asked you who first saw the Minox crawling on the Millennium Falcon's hull, and that was Princess Leia. Today's question, what did Luke not know the power of, according to Darth Vader? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you become a spy for the Jedi Council, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a night at the space opera, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit 
credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.